You're listening to Khan Podcasts. You are listening to the English language news of Khan, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Good afternoon. It's 2 p.m. in Israel, Monday, January 30th. This is Arieh O'Sullivan with the top news at this hour. Drones attacked a convoy of trucks in eastern Syria last night, shortly after they crossed into the country from Iraq in the Bokumal region, which is a stronghold of Iranian-backed militias. The British-based Syrian Observatory for Human Rights said that at least five people were killed in the strike against the trucks of the Iranian-backed militiamen. This could not be verified. The Saudi-based Al-Arabiya news agency reported that the aircraft first fired a warning shot at the convoy to allow the drivers to flee before it bombed them. The Hezbollah-backed Al-Madain channel said that the strike targeted three trucks and a convoy of 25, which were transporting food. They said there were no casualties. A senior U.S. source told the BBC that the U.S. was not behind the attack. The attack in eastern Syria came hours after bomb-carrying drones targeted an Iranian defense factory in the central city of Isfahan, causing some damage at the plant. Meanwhile, Russia has condemned that drone strike on the military factory in Isfahan, calling it provocative action that could trigger an escalation in the already tense situation. The New York Times reported today that the Mossad was behind that drone strike that took place on Saturday night. Iran said it had intercepted the strike and that there were no casualties or serious damage. Details of the factory or what it may have held is not known. Some reports say it housed ballistic missiles. U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken is expected to arrive this afternoon in Israel directly from Cairo on his three-day Middle East sweep. He will be, it will be the first visit by Blinken since the swearing-in of the new Likud-led government. He is to meet with Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu and President Isaac Herzog. Prior to departing from Cairo, Blinken said it is imperative for Israel and the Palestinians to de-escalate tensions that have soared since last week in what he called a new and horrifying surge of violence. We will be encouraging the parties to take steps to calm things down, Blinken told reporters at a joint news conference with the Egyptian foreign minister, Samish Khoury. There is no question that this is a very difficult moment. Blinken also said it was important to work against Iran's actions in the region. In Cairo, Blinken said that a two-state solution is the only path to a resolution of the Palestinian-Israeli conflict. Washington has expressed its concerns over the expected policies of the new right-wing government. The judicial reform is also likely to be raised in Blinken's talks here. Blinken will also travel to Ramallah to meet with Palestinian Authority President Mahmoud Abbas. PA President Abbas met in Ramallah yesterday with the director of the Central Intelligence Agency, William Burns, According to the Jerusalem Post, Abbas pushed Burns for urgent intervention to pressure Israel to cease unilateral measures and abide by signed agreements. Burns also met with Palestinian security officials and discussed with them the latest tensions and violence and the PA announcement that it had decided to halt security coordination with Israel. The the sixth person murdered in Friday's murderous terrorist attack was being buried today. The funeral for Ilya Sosansky, 26, took place at Har HaMenuchot in Jerusalem. The body of Irina Korolova, a Ukrainian citizen who worked as a caregiver, will likely be transported back to her country for burial. Five others killed in Friday's attack in the Veyakov neighborhood of Jerusalem were buried yesterday. 
The special Knesset committee, headed by M.K. Ophir Katz, has approved the first reading of a bill to strip the citizenship from terrorists who are paid for their actions by the Palestinian Authority. The draft bill also paves the way to deport them to the P.A., the bill is expected to be brought before the plenum today for its first reading of three required before it becomes a law. A significant step has been cleared for Israelis to qualify for the U.S. visa waiver program. The U.S. said that Israelis have a lower than 3% rejection rate as required. But laws needed to be passed quickly to ensure reciprocity for Arab travelers with U.S. passports to Israel. From now on, it's all in Israel's hands. There are some 40 countries that meet the U.S. requirement of less than 3%. Foreign Minister Eli Cohen said it was good tidings for every Israeli citizen. He said that he expects even this year for the visa waiver program to come into effect. He thanked U.S. President Joe Biden for supporting the visa waiver program for Israelis. Turning to the weather, and rain is forecasted for tonight in the north, spreading to the center of the country and the south, accompanied by thunder showers later tonight. Snow in the Hermon. Tuesday, rain. Maximum temperatures for the main regions, Jerusalem 14, Tel Aviv 19, Haifa 15, Tzvat 10, Beersheba 18, and Nilat going up to 24 degrees centigrade. That's the news from Khan Reka, the Israeli Public Broadcasting Corporation. Join us at 8 p.m. Israel time for our one-hour news program.